0: Welcome to She's On A Mission, the podcast. On our show, we talk about our entrepreneurial journey and how we built our current business,
1: a Beauty. We also interview kick-ass powerhouse women who are on their own missions and highlight the ins and outs and the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. If you're on a mission, this podcast is for
0: you. Hosted by Monica Abramov and Stacey Boguslaska. everyone and welcome to the very first episode of She's On a Mission the Podcast. I'm Monica Abramov. And I'm Stacy Bogoslavska. And we will be your hosts for this podcast. Stacy and I have built a business together called Lunata Beauty. And for this episode we will talk about our entrepreneurial journeys separately and what kind of led us here. And then we'll talk about Lunata Beauty and how it came to be, how we came together and kind of talk about our own mission. So Stacy, do you wanna first uh, introduce your entrepreneurial journey and your background?
1: Yeah, sure. I honestly have been on a mission to uh, make my own money and be an entrepreneur from a very early age. I started off with babysitting. So I would go out in the neighborhood, I made a little flyer and I would hand it out to our neighbors and see if anybody needed a babysitter. Um, I also had a little business where I would throw um, little birthday parties and come up with loot bags for my friends. After university I started a couple businesses one of them was an online magazine um, and then I started a digital agency during the time where um, social media and digital marketing was just um, starting up. So we worked with platforms like MySpace um, back in the day and from there I met Monica actually through the agency, which we'll, we'll get to how we met, but I've always been an entrepreneur. I have also worked in the corporate world because you really need to have that, I think, experience and structure and understanding of how the bigger companies are run and um, what it's like to manage employees and so
0: on. So on my end, also similar story, been an entrepreneur um, since I was very young. My parents recall a time when I was like four or five years old, drawing pictures and selling them in the park for 50 cents. And that's kind of what's what started it all. A little bit later, I started a company, I think it was called Mariposa, where I would essentially take people's clothing and sew it and make it different and cool so you know pants that were no longer in style or no longer fit i would make like slits in them and put like fringe and all this really cool stuff from the 90s i think it was or the early 2000s and then after that um, i had an event planning company um, and i also had a baked goods company that i did from home For about seven years, I had um, a lot of uh, B2B customers. So basically all the big brands in Canada um, reached out to me because I was the only company at that time doing edible logos on cakes and cookies and edible images. So I actually brought the technology to Toronto. Um, So we worked with a lot of really cool brands like Yahoo, L'Oreal, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, and then all the big banks in Canada. And then after seven or eight years of doing it from home, I actually opened a brick and mortar bakery. It was called the Designer Cookie. Had that for a few years, had investors come in and kind of purchase controlling interest of the business. And that was really my first experience with investors. And ran that for a couple years. Unfortunately had to close it down. And I went back to the corporate world um, where I worked in marketing. So I led marketing for a bunch of different companies, um, one of them being Metroland in Canada, which is one of the biggest newspapers um, or newspaper distribution company, I should say. So went back to the corporate world, but I always had sort of that entrepreneurial bug that was you know, pushing me and pulling me to do something on my own. And so I had started shopbake.com, which was an online bakery marketplace, that was um, one month after I gave birth to my second son in September of 2014, Um, and that's how I met Stacy. And uh, Stacy can tell you a little bit a bit more about how we met.
1: Yeah, sure. So I had this, um, as mentioned, digital marketing agency, and uh, we had lots of fun interesting clients and I met up with a friend I had from high school who told me about Monica and he said you know there's this girl she started this company Um, at the time I also sat on the board for um, a group buying company here in Toronto so I had already worked with some startups and understanding um, the world of the VC world and the investor world um, and what that looks like so he suggested that I meet Monica. To maybe help her with some of the um, startup needs. And when I met her, I was really impressed by just how much she had achieved in such a short period of time. And as she mentioned, like she had just given birth to her child. So I ended up investing a little bit of money and joining her as a business partner um, on this mission to uh, digitize the bakery world and. Bring baked goods online and have on-demand delivery of baked goods. Um, so that's how I mo- met Monica and that was our first business together. Um, on that journey of that business, we we were meeting with a lot of investors and we had a trip um, to Ireland to Web Summit together. We Already pre-booked these these big pitches that we were going to be doing to the uh, for the investors and we packed two carry-ons. So before we left on the trip, I said, Monica, why don't you pack a flat iron and I'll bring. Uh, I think I brought maybe the curling iron or a blow dryer or something like that. But just to save space, we packed one um, item of the flat iron and it was a super expensive flat iron. I think it's like three hundred dollars. It retails for. Yep so we get to our airbnb and we start you know getting ready getting showered getting super excited about these meetings we have and we plug in this iron and we had everything we had the converter we had the adapter you know we've traveled many times before so we were prepared and the iron almost short-circuited the airbnb and just stopped working like it almost blew up Um, really put a damper on on our like excitement because as most women know you know when you're getting ready those types of things can really like sideline um what what you feel and and how you look and and just in general your mood so I think we just like put our hair in some buns and rushed off to our meetings I think we went to a blow-dry bar at the end Um, like a later on yeah yeah. we,
0: we had to you know waste money obviously waste some time and um get our hair blown get our out. hair
1: blown out and like we're not like super high maintenance women but at the same time when you have these important meetings and you're meeting people for the first time you really do want to present yourself um the best you can so um we had that business for a bit and then uber eats came to canada and they had Free delivery which we could not compete with they also had huge marketing budgets to acquire their customers which we did not have either at the time so we ended up closing down that business it was called shopbake.com and we went back to the corporate world so Monica if you want to talk about like what you did when you went back and then i could talk about
0: yeah so i started working for a company called Ting Mobile so it was um, essentially an MVNO in the US so you know a small mobile carrier um, and i was hired there for marketing but my job quickly evolved into um, partnerships and retailers and I never really had any experience with working with retail partners, but I went in there and I was like, why aren't we in Best Buy? Why aren't we in Walmart? Why aren't we in Target? And I kind of made it my mission to get us into those retailers. Um, And to clarify, it was for SIM cards. So the SIM cards that, you know, you put in your phone for, um, you know, for this, to become, you know, part of this mobile carrier or to use their services. So, um, you know, I, I, like I said, I made it my mission and I, I ended up getting us into all those retailers. Um, and that's sort of what sparked that interest in me. And, um, I really enjoyed, you know, getting in front of buyers and pitching to retailers and whatnot. So, um, you know, I, I found that that, you know, now came very much in handy in our current roles and our current, uh, businesses. Um, But yeah, I worked there for a little over a year. It wasn't too long. And I actually got let go, um, which, you know, was super disappointing at the time, but ended up being such a blessing in disguise. And on another episode, we'll go kind of more in, in depth on that. So again, blessing in disguise, um, but it led to bigger and better things, which we'll get to. Um, but yeah, Stace like, what did, what did you do? So
1: I, um, became a part of a company called Super League Triathlon, uh, which is like a world, um, wide event that happens in the triathlon world. And I was helping with their marketing and social media. So during that time, I traveled a lot to Australia, to Singapore, to Europe, and um actually one of the the girls that i was traveling with she had this dyson blow dryer this is like when the dyson blow dryer just came out and we went i think to singapore at the time and she was like oh i can't bring it it's not dual voltage i was like you paid so much money for this blow dryer what do you mean she's like oh i can only use it in, in australia uh, where she lived. Um, then I had brought some heat tools with me when we went to Singapore as well, and I couldn't use them. So I kept running into this issue that these tools are so expensive, but they really don't fit into that that lifestyle. Um, so yeah, so I was doing a lot of marketing and a lot of travel, and I wished I had dual voltage and cordless tools.
0: Yeah, I had been traveling a lot as well. So that was kind of Um, you know, aside from shopping, that's, that's really what propelled my business travel, I think. But um, at Ting, it was like traveling all the time, meeting with the retailers, going to conferences, and I had the same issues. Like, you know, the, the tools were not cordless. I stayed in in a lot of hotels where there were no plugs beside the mirrors. And so, you know, I'd have to like prop myself down on the carpet, (laughs) like in the other room and do my hair. And, you know, just little inconveniences like that. Um, but then, you know, of course, like traveling to Barcelona one time, I had to bring all my converters, all my adapters, and it's just a pain. Um, and we just kept like, you know, asking ourselves like, why aren't there cordless tools? So as consumers, we kept on looking online. I think we looked on Amazon like every month or so, like cordless curling iron and they have not changed. Like they're still you know, at that point, the butane powered ones from 30 years ago, there's been no innovation in the space. And so one day we were like, you know what, let's just see what's out there. And we ordered a bunch of samples from overseas, um, you know, worldwide, like we we ordered samples from everywhere. Um, and everything again was coming back mini or butane powered and The plates were way too small. The heat didn't get high enough. The battery lasted for like 15 minutes, if that. It just didn't do anything for the hair. So it looked really cute and, you know, it was great, like space saving. You can throw it in your bag. But what's the point if, you know, it's basically as useful as a paperweight? Um, So there was one sample that came in that was full sized and was actually useful like it it actually worked but there were still some changes that we wanted to make to it so we went back to the factory and we said can you make these you know changes we want it to last longer we want it to get hotter and obviously we want to put our brand on it Um, and the factory was like okay we'll make these changes
1: and we ordered 100 units to start? Yeah, so we ordered about 105. It was like a weird random number of of these irons. And we built a Shopify site. We put them up on Amazon. And they literally sold out within two months with really limited marketing. Um, We were just doing it on the side. We didn't have any big ad budgets or video production crews. I think most of the videos were Monica and I doing our hair in the car. (laughs) Um, And so we sold out within those two months. And during that time, because of Monica's experience in the corporate world with these buyers and retailers, she said, why don't we just just try contacting some some buyers and see what they think about this product and um so one of the strategies that monica had that i think is super genius and for anybody trying to get their products i think into <laughs> retail could probably try and use it is she went on linkedin and she went to the junior buyers because obviously the senior buyers and people who on linkedin have their title as like senior buyer at Saks is getting bombarded every day by a million different inquiries and the junior buyers a lot of them are hungry their whole job is about bringing new products and new brands to the table that their boss the senior buyer would get excited about so monica reached out to some of these junior buyers one of them was at nordstrom and uh we sent them a sample and at first they you know they reached out they said oh we thought it was going to be mini size which is what they're used to, right? The the market had only these dinky mini size and, and the assumption was cordless should just fit in your purse and you should it'd be like a touch-up tool. But we said, no, 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 like women want to have tools that work, that are reliable, that will actually do what needs to be done to their hair and not just something that is an afterthought. So they sat on it for about three or four months. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, Monica and I um, get a call from them, from the buyer. And she says, you know what? We've had it in the office. The ladies at the office love it. They've all been using it. And we want to have Lunata at Nordstrom. So Monica and I are like, oh, that's amazing. And, you know, they're they're asking a lot of questions like, can you do this? Can you do that? And of course, we're like, yes, 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 we can do everything. (laughs) Fake it till you make it. (laughs) And um, so Monica and I always say we became a company in a week. So like in a week, we had to get insurance. We had to get a 3PL. We had to like get all these terms and conditions, like everything. Like making this business legitimate within a week because we were on a mission, right? We weren't gonna give up this opportunity. We weren't gonna say, no, we can't.
0: The vendor onboarding docs I remember were like address. So I put down like my home address and we were previously fulfilling all of the orders from my living room, which of course was not efficient. Um, Phone number, like I put down my cell phone number, you know, it was just like, we really had to get things together in such a short period of time. And that's kind of what we really consider our launch. Um, You know, we didn't have any product at the time. We sold out of those 105 units. And so, um, you know, we were developing our flagship product in the meantime, which was the cordless convertible curling iron and wand, quite a mouthful there. Um, So we didn't have any inventory at the time. Um, So, you know, for our, our launch at Nordstrom in June 2018, that's what really kind of catapulted the entire business from there we had Ulta reach out to us. Um, we had Sephora reach out to us. They slid into our DMs. Mm-hmm. Um, so people started to take notice. And so from there, we kind of grew really, really, really quickly. Um, flew to Ulta that summer. So I think it was August of 2018. And I remember them asking us all these like questions like, what's your IMU? And all these other retail terms. And we're like, what does that mean? Like we were just so new to it and for us you know we knew that we were going to hire sales reps eventually but we wanted to really do it first for ourselves to kind of see for ourselves what the retailer response would be to get that experience so that when we did hire reps we would understand these terms and all the ins and outs of working with retailers because there are a lot it's not you know oh we get on the shelves and that's it like there's so many things that you need to take into consideration you know it's one thing getting on the shelves is another thing staying on those shelves yeah. and things and from, like sell like through lots
1: of aspects like m- the marketing side the logistics side meeting with the retailers and really hearing what their concerns might be or what kind of questions they have really helped us build the business because we started to think okay so this is this is what's really important to them this is what matters um, so it was, yeah, so we actually, uh, still are invited to a lot of these meetings or to call in. We actually have, we have one of these big meetings in, in like an hour or so <laughs> that we'll be Skyping into because our, our, uh, account manager went there and we might be, but I feel like our present, like for the founders to still talk to the buyers, it's, it's a very important thing.
0: So yeah, from there, um, we Grew super fast. We got into Holt Renfrew in Canada, so all of their stores. We launched at Urban Outfitters, Revolve, and then Best Buy. We launched um, end of Q4 in 2019. And that ended up being like one of our most successful retailers, which was a big surprise for us because, you know, they're not big on hair tools. It is a predominantly male, you know, kind of ratio of, of who goes there and we found that men were buying these for their wives as gifts and it was it was great it was super successful we had a daily deal i remember um, on their site i think it was like around boxing week or something and we sold 350 units within like a 24-hour period and it is a high price point so super exciting um we also launched at bed bath and beyond hudson's bay We launched at the Shopping Channel in Canada, QVC in the U.S. And we should talk about our product lineup because that was really like all of 2019. Well, I'd say the first three quarters was with the one Flatiron, which was still the Flatiron that we launched with, which was a private labeled product. But like we mentioned earlier, we were developing our own products um, and that's really where we're going. We're putting innovation and technology at the forefront of everything that we do. So this year in 2020, we're going to be launching a lot more products. Um, It's the big launch of our curling iron and wand at last on March 1st.
1: And then we launched another sub-brand as well. So as we were meeting with... um with these retailers and we started to bring on uh, sales reps, we started to get a lot of interest from the targets of the world and Macy's and a lot of retailers that um, are, you know, Lunata is positioned as a prestige brand. Uh, We also started to get a lot of interest from um, the beauty companies, like the hair beauty companies that could be seen as our competitors. So we understood that pretty quickly somebody was going to rip us off at a lower price point and copy the idea and launch it so we ended up just doing it ourselves we launched unplugged beauty um which is now at target.com macy's hudson's bay and, and going to be launching in a lot of other retailers um so these products actually funny enough like we, some of them we love even more at times. Um, so they're uh, a lower price point. So for example, a difference between a Lunata product and an unplugged product, a Lunata product can go up to 450 degrees. It lasts a bit longer. The unplugged product goes up to 400 degrees, but at the same time, you know, 400 degrees or 450 degrees, both are, are very high heats. And this brand has been doing really, really well. And we've been expanding um, the product development of what that product line will look like.
0: Yeah, so with that brand, um, we actually just secured an agreement with Costco, Mm -hmm. which is super exciting. Um, So, you know, Costco has huge distribution, definitely, you know, a big volume driver for us. Um, We also got into Indigo Books and Music, which is Canada's largest gift and book retailer um, shoppers drug mart which is
1: our biggest drugstore chain we're talking a lot about retail and retailers but on the direct-to-consumer side the unplugged brand has really done amazing Um, influencers are loving it hairstylists are loving it people are really talking about it the customer reviews are um, amazing and it has really skyrocketed and then with on the lunata side um, because we were developing these products from scratch we really got a lot of input from the consumers so our our initial product on the lunata side didn't have removable batteries and uh, another part to it is it actually had uh, a stand so the iron would be on this stand and um, as we were selling these products we started to see that a professionals wanted to have removable batteries so they could carry spares with them and b that people assumed some people assumed that the stand would just charge the iron and you wouldn't have to plug the stand into the wall uh, because there's like a, a cord that would go through the the stand So little things like that, we started to learn more and more about. There was a couple other items like the battery gauge and things uh, that we thought in the first product, in the first iteration would work, but didn't work. And so every new tool that we've developed, we've implemented those things into. Um, We also launched, I don't know if we mentioned it, but we also launched a wet line um, on the Lunata side. And we're going to be launching a lot of um, accessories on the unplugged side, but with the wet line. So our whole mission is to free women from cords, and also to really help on with the lifestyle that we currently have, which is very on the go. And as Many women would attest that we hate, hate having to wash our hair, blow dry our (laughs) hair and doing (laughs) all of that. And if you have to do that every day or every second day, it's just a huge um, annoyance. So we've developed our wet line. We have two dry shampoos. One is a volumizing um, dry shampoo and one is just like a really heavy duty like get in there dry shampoo and then we have a hairspray and moving forward more and more of our our wet line is really going to cater to that extending the blow dry helping with the -the on-the-go lifestyle making sure we have both a large size and a tsa approved size Um, so growing that product line that way
0: i think that's good for an intro to to us and to Lunada. and you know on this podcast we're going to be talking about we're going to be breaking it down essentially so all really like all aspects of growing
1: a business growing a startup raising um, money investors the difference between vc money angel money family and friends money we'll like talk about the engineering process engineering, getting you know a product to market especially a consumer
0: electronic uh we'll be talking a lot about that process um, prototyping tooling and uh, molds and manufacturing and how to
1: choose a factory and how to choose your engineers and all that kind of stuff we're gonna have some as mentioned like rockstar women on our podcast so we're gonna have lawyers who deal with who, whose clients are major, major companies and startups and who have been from start to finish with businesses and seen them go from nothing to raising millions and millions of dollars. We're going to talk to people who work in the VC world and what are they looking for? What are the things that um, startups should really be prepared for when they're doing like an initial call or, or so on? We're going to talk to entrepreneurs themselves who have... Um, had success, successful businesses who have had exits, who have raised money, who've um, really skyrocketed their businesses. So we're going to talk to a lot of women who are on a mission in their careers and in their businesses and their paths professionally. And Okay guys, so if you're
0: interested in entrepreneurship, if you're interested in following our journey Or if you're on a mission yourself in your job, in your career, in your entrepreneurial, your own entrepreneurial journey, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. She's on a mission and we will catch you next time. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe and share with other women on a mission. We also welcome you to follow our brands on social media where we'll announce new episodes and other exclusive info. You can find us on Instagram at Beauty and at Unplugged.Beauty. Until next time.